Grace and peace to you from God, our Father in heaven, and God with us, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Amen. When I was 17, I got the job at the local Blockbuster video store. Now, for those too young to understand, um, before internet streaming, we used to have to go to a store to rent tapes to watch a movie. I know it's strange. It was a big deal. It was a celebration of the weekend. It was wonderful. But I can still smell the, the plastic boxes and the stale candy and the freshly cleaned carpet just deep in my memory. I loved the job and uh, I worked there until I left for college. I loved it because I got to rent five movies for free every week. I could catch up on the classics like, you know, every Harvey Keitel movie uh, and rewatch old favorites over and over. And there were no algorithms to help you choose a, a movie to watch, just recommendations from the staff, the knowledgeable staff at Blockbuster. <laughs> Took pride in that. And if the movie you, you wanted to watch was checked out or unavailable, well, I could then find all my favorite customers something good to see. And, uh, and I enjoyed when new movies would come in every week and we'd prepare them for placement on these glorious walls full of paper boxes. It was a different time. All those VHS tapes. And I got to know the neighbors that would come into the store uh, right there on Military Trail and Linton Boulevard, the border right between Boca Raton and Delray. We had a couple of local celebrities that would come in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Steffi Graf, famous tennis player. You might know that name. Yeah, Marilyn Manson. You might not know him. Yeah. He was from the area. But I especially enjoyed being able to point them in the direction of a, a new movie to watch, something, uh, recommend something they might not know of. And those born after the turn of the millennium may never understand the phrase, be kind, rewind. <laughs> the world is different now. But we still enjoy sharing those movies and shows and music and books and podcasts that we love. It's a way of getting to know each other to find common ground together, to share what is giving us joy, to build those relationships that sustain us. So as we enter a new year, uh, and we make new commitments and we set new goals and seek new ways of being together, we show each other the way. We hear how God is calling us to share in the experiences of life and walk together and, and show each other the way to follow Jesus. We get to be for one another. So today as we hear Jesus calling the first disciples in this story, the fourth gospel presents this story a bit differently than, uh, than we might hear in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. We do hear Jesus calling Philip, saying, follow me. But we also hear friends inviting others and Jesus himself asking them to come and see. I always wonder if these first followers knew what they were getting into. Could they have known? What were they looking for? John points them to Jesus saying, here is the Lamb of God. And Jesus seems to sense their curiosity too, right? Bible scholar Caroline Lewis notes that Jesus will repeat a version of this question, what are you looking for when the soldiers come to arrest him? and to Mary in the garden after the resurrection. Interesting. Jesus invites each of his disciples and all of us into a relationship, not with a what 
are you looking for, but with a whom? Just a few days ago, many of us gave thanks for the life of Betty White, right? God bless her. She almost made 100 years of life here on earth, and most of us know her the best from the Golden Girls. And you probably, all I have to do is say that, and you already have that song running in your head, right? Thank you for being a friend. I won't sing the whole thing. The world loved watching these ladies share what? Deep relationship, right? Often with poignant and hilarious results. See, notice that Jesus doesn't call strangers to follow him. He calls ones he knows in this gospel to come and see. It begins with John, his cousin, who saw him baptized. And then John recommends this teacher to his friends and invites them along for the journey. And the deep relationship shared by these first disciples will be a source of strength for them as they come to follow Jesus. It's not a bad idea to begin a new year thinking about what it is we're getting into when we follow Jesus. Uh, if I think back to the, when I found my way back to the church, I, uh, I, I was excited, but I didn't want to be known as one of those obnoxious street preachers that descended upon my college campus, condemning the world, or I didn't want people to think I was one of those ones going around knocking on doors to ask if you had found the Messiah, and then you'd say, I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for him. Um, He's around here somewhere. I think I wanted to know, though, that I was loved, that I had a community that could nurture me in faith, and that I was not alone. Because we know following Jesus is not always easy. We can know that from experience, but the Bible tells us that too. That those ones who are called to follow Jesus are called to follow him into death as well. Last week we had the feast of Stephen the martyr. He was stoned for confessing Jesus in, in Acts chapter 7. We read about that. These first disciples will be martyrs too. With everything we've been through these past few years, we might have asked the question, why do we do this? It's a great question to constantly ask ourselves as we follow Jesus. It's a gut check, a question that calls us deeper. Nathaniel asked a similar one when he wondered, can anything good come out of Jesus, come out of Nazareth? <laughs> Philip invites him to come and see. Nathaniel wants to know if this is worth pursuing. Should I invest my time and my trust in this Jesus? Can this really be the one? I mean, how many times does the Old Testament mention Nazareth? Anyone know? Big fat zero. None. Doesn't. A savior from where? This is something new. Jesus doesn't shame the one asking the question here. I love that. He says he's seen Nathaniel. Under the fig tree. That's a reference to the prophet Zechariah, chapter 3. They're impressed, but Jesus invites them into something more. Don't be impressed by that. He invites them into a relationship built on faith, service, love, and trust. And just like those first disciples, we have questions that we take to Jesus too. What am I doing here? What are we here for? We have questions for one another and for ourselves. How should we spend our time? Where are we staying? What do we need? Where are we going? 
And each question draws us deeper into relationship with ourselves, with others, and with Jesus. We are ones who've been called to follow too. To come and see this Lamb of God who takes away our sins, the sin of the world. He already knows us. And we know it's not us that makes this decision to follow, but Lutherans understand the Spirit of God leads us to faith, leads us to follow Jesus from where we've been into something new. To follow Jesus is is a way of life that's not our own. It's an invitation to see with new eyes, to hear with new ears, the call of others whose voices Jesus hears too. And we give witness again and again to what God is doing in us and in the world and in our lives. We recognize that we're in this together, like those first disciples looking at each other going, "Are, are we doing this? Are we in this? We've made it this far. Should we keep going? We are one body, and we are for one another. Here we get to be for one another when someone is hungry. We collect food and needed items for neighbors who live alone, who need financial help, who lack housing, who are in transition, who are unemployed. Every afternoon here in this place, there are folks who come and see and find a place a safe place to be themselves, to eat, to make a friend, to know they are not alone. Our senior meal program is going on seven years here in partnership with Lutheran Social Services of Nevada. And you may not see many of those guests here in worship, but they are here. And this is their church because someone invited them to come. Jesus is over there in the meal every day, Monday through Friday, in the friendship and the presence of those volunteers that help serve. We get to be for one another in our city as we partner with neighborhood organizations and Nevadans for the common good and get to know folks at the center and local coffee shops and businesses and and get to know who they are. We pray for our city and we show up for our city as we live as citizens and neighbors. We also represent Jesus in the world. We get to let people know that we're here to share the heart of Christ. That's why we do what we do. Because God's word has called us here. We get to be one for one another as neighbors. We serve and we step in to help, not because we want to show off or earn good karma. That's not who we are. We're not perfect, not even close. But each encounter with a neighbor is a chance to invite someone to come and see the goodness of Jesus, God with us. How that has motivated and changed us affected us and called us to be in the world. And Jesus' call on your life has no doubt led you to places and people you never thought you'd know. Our lives give witness to how faith in Jesus has stilled the worries of our hearts, has led us to service, and has brought comfort in grief and pain. And we can be ones who speak about forgiveness with honesty and love with all that we are. If your life was a movie, would you recommend it to someone? We have all these stories. These stories are for sharing, saying, come and see. Come and see who we are. Come and see why I do what I do. Come and see what I've been through.
and what Jesus has done for me. As we walk out into the mission field outside these doors, we will continue to invite our neighbors to come and see, not just a church service, but to come and see a healer, a comforter, a teacher, a friend, our Savior, who changes everything. Here at this table, Jesus is for us. And Jesus frees and forgives us that we might be for one another. And we move out from here, from this building, out into the world to share that light of Christ in words and actions, in relationships. And Jesus promises to all who follow him, you will see too even greater things than these. That even when we have been pulled apart by politics or pandemics or natural disasters or national unrest or economic change, we can know that this is not the end. There are still powerful changes happening in the world and in so many arenas of life. And the way it was is not the way it will always be. Every day is a new opportunity, a new moment to share the heart of Christ with someone, to remind them that Jesus is calling, to listen and speak life again, to trade our secrets and fears for relationships built on trust and love and care for one another. We're following the one who invites us, who led Shepherds by a star and magi to the manger invites us to know him more and more each day and we are for one another, leaning into the love that God has birthed into our world in Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas.